0: being number two makes them try harder. Spain ranks just behind France as the most popular tourism destination in Europe, but it tops everyone except the United States for the income it gains from international visitors. Because there's just so much to see and do in Spain, we're enlisting the help of two professional tour guides from Madrid to prepare us for a dream vacation in Spain. Jorge Roman was born and raised on the Mediterranean coast in Malaga, today's tourist hub known as the Costa del Sol. And Nigel Mural is originally from California, but he married a Spanish woman and has been living in Spain now for more than 10 years. Nigel, what do we have to look forward to in visiting Spain this year?
1: Well, I think that Madrid especially is really polishing up its city. It seems like a massive construction work right Mm -hmm. now, but I would like people to realize it's this work in progress that is going to really make the city beautiful. And although it seems chaotic right now, for people to come back and see each step of the Gran Via or later the Spain Square, the Plaza Mayor, for example, has been beautified over the last couple of years. Now there's a brand new paint job. uh, None of the paint is falling off before. And so these cities are continually being renovated. You know, all over Europe, I'm impressed
0: by that. It's a lot of money. And it's, you know, people have to pay for this. And uh, in a lot of ways, Europe seems like a construction site. But the rewards are beautiful.
1: What did you mean by the Gran Via? Well, the Gran Via is the major boulevard that cuts through the middle of Madrid. Mm -hmm. And it was basically initiated in around 1910. And it literally cut the city almost in two to connect the outer neighborhoods that had been constructed after the city walls have been torn down in the mid-19th century. Mm. So the Gran Via is this major boulevard where you've got several lanes of traffic going both ways, but the current mayor is renovating that, extending the pedestrian area to oh, make it a bit okay. more pedestrian-friendly.
0: And when I think of Gran Via, I think of Manhattan in Spain limited to one street. It's just one right. line of skyscrapers, and I right. love uh, right. skyscraper architecture, right. and by the nature of how it grew, it's like this is the skyscraper architecture Absolutely. in
1: the 1920s, Absolutely. in the 1930s, in the 1950s, and in so fact, on. one of Europe's very first skyscrapers is, is on the Gran Via. It's the Telefonica building.
0: And it's a beautiful walk for people Absolutely. who are interested in that, Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of good urban energy. Right. Jorge, when you think of what's going on in Spain right now, uh, you're going to spend a lot of time taking visitors around in the next year. Mm-hmm. What's exciting? What are you looking forward to?
2: Believe it or not, um, there are many people interested in gastronomy in general, also architecture. Mm-hmm. More and more people, and something which is coming up very much lately, which are what they call boutique excursions. They want to go to places where it's still not on the map, but they've heard about it, and the locals they want to promote their own places. A boutique excursion. What's yeah. what's an example? I would think that it's kind of uh, experience. You want to have
0: hands-on experience. It's
2: just they want you to be taken there just in a tiny little car mm-hmm. with no tourist. It's just mm-hmm. a tiny little place that uh, you might go into the only bar or restaurant of the place and have the local food that they have in there.
0: What kind of a reception is an American or a traveler going to get if they go into a little town that has no tourism and go to a bar that's Obviously, really Obviously, they're going to scan you
2: from top to toe. <laughs> they're going <gonna, laughs> to be saying, quite a sight. Are you lost in here? What are you <laughs> what doing, are you doing <laughs> yeah, here? Yeah, what are you doing in here? But uh, it's... The general thing is that whenever they feel that you just want to get to know a little bit of the culture in there, I mean, their welcoming is incredible. So let's
0: say I'm in a little town, and yeah. it's possible you can go to a town that has almost never seen an mm-hmm. American tourist. Yeah. And on the square, you're going to have a bar, mm-hmm. and you can belly up to the bar. What would you say?
2: What would you ask for? Local wine. That would be the first thing I yeah. would we'll do, the house wine, yeah. I, you, house you, wine. You'd be surprised how good are the house wines. In, and that in costs Warsaw. just a year, two uh, euros, two uh, or
0: three euros or something.
2: No, or, maybe one. You one know. euro? It's
0: just a little glass, a you know, maybe little like about a couple of ounces. Let's say you want to really go first class and spend two euros for the wine. What uh, What's the word you say? Probably to have they don't, have, they don't have, they have another one. That's <laughs> you know, no other option. You're right, because I've pulled off the road in the middle of nowhere just because yeah. I was hungry or thirsty, uh-huh. and you get table wine and a ham sandwich. And it's actually quite good. So when we're thinking about Spain getting ready for the tourists to come, Spain is one of those countries that does have a problem in that people go to the same places. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the tourists just go to the same handful of places. And I'm guilty of this as anybody. I mean, Madrid, Toledo, Barcelona, Granada, Sevilla, cordoba mm-hmm. those are the six big cities mm-hmm. so let's say there was none of these cities mm-hmm. and somebody's going to spain nigel you've lived there for 10 years i would imagine when you take off with your wife you'd rather not go to a place where all the americans are lining up to see the place no actually, where, where would
1: you go I have my favorite pick is girona girona is up in northern catalonia It's basically about an hour and a half from the Pyrenees, from the French border. And it's uh, about 45 minutes from the Catalan coast. So is it part of Catalan? It is part of Catalonia. Is that like the second city of Catalan? It is. I mean, Catalonia has four regional capitals. Now,
0: it's interesting you say that because Barcelona is one of the three or four cities in Europe that is actually becoming not anti-tourism, but the local people are saying, hey, this is our city. They're frustrated with tourism. And the the mayors are actually getting pressure to tamp down tourism. Right. Well, Catalan urban culture, Mm -hmm. the wonderful
1: high culture of Catalan, Mm -hmm. you could experience it in Girona. Girona is fantastic because literally it's about a 25-minute train ride from Barcelona. It's a fast train, and it costs maybe 12 euros. So what would you you see in in Girona? Girona is like a small Barcelona. It has an old-town Gothic quarter. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a beautiful Jewish culture that is um, obviously going back many, many, many years. And then you have this incredible food and wine scene, in fact, the world's number one restaurant for several years running is in Girona. Huh. It's just this great scene where you have none of the pollution, none of the chaos, you know, that you find in many big cities. And I would areas. think the prices are double in Barcelona. In they can ways, be. You know. is not necessarily cheap because right. it's definitely aware of its... Um, Quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so in that sense, but you're not going to be paying the same prices as in Barcelona.
0: It's hard to even get into a restaurant in Barcelona in a lot of be. times. It yeah. can be. Jorge, if you were thinking of Spain without Girona and without the top six
2: that I mentioned, what's a city you would pay attention to? No, a city, but an area, the northwest of Spain. And in there is the northern part of that uh, northwest part. The northwest, the yeah. Galicia. Galicia, but the northern part of Galicia. Oh, okay. Not the western part. Coruña is is one of the Coruña? cities in there, but uh, it's north Coruña. Yeah. That part probably is a little bit offensive for Norwegians to compare that. But, I mean, I'd rather compare it with... Uh, fjords in there without oh, the snow okay. and the cold. You know, so it's don't it's
0: tell Norwegians, but there are, like, fjord <laughs> kind of places in yeah, the north of Spain. Yeah, Skene. and
2: you'd be amazing because those are actually the mouth of the rivers. And um, the seafood there is incredible, the shellfish. And not the many tourists. Uh, and not many not tourists, many tourists in, that, in that northern part of Galicia. Now, okay. is this? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I know Galicia has its own
0: language, and it's related to uh, Wales and Ireland, and it's Celtic. It's Celtic, yeah, the culture is and Celtic. And you, you okay, have bagpipes, you have rain. That's right, uh, the, <laughs> the national instruments. The I always really think it's yeah. where yeah. flamenco meets yeah. river yeah. dance. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind so of. you can experience
2: that. And is it okay with Madrid that people in Galicia speak Galician's? Yeah. Language. Let me put it this way. When you go to Galicia, they talk to you in Spanish, or if they speak Galician, it's among them, but they don't ignore you. Their official language are both Galician and Spanish. Or so, Castilian. Galician and Español. That Correct. would be the two official, official languages. languages. Okay. Yeah. But if you're there as a foreigner, they talk to you in Spanish. In Spanish, because yeah. that's just sort of the more universal Correct. language of
0: business, that's, the that's language right. of travel. Yeah. But politically... From Madrid now, if you're a parent yeah. in Galicia and you want to speak Galician at home, mm-hmm. if you want to go to school and have Galician as the language, is that possible? They use both. They use both. Both languages. Oh, okay. That's right. Because it would be they cruel. They don't segregate. It'd be cruel to raise your child speaking only Galician. Yeah. <laughs> that's my opinion. Well, yeah. 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 maybe not
1: cruel, but maybe limiting. <laughs> where, limiting. Yeah. Limiting, where you want to expand. It's like raising your kid speaking speak. only Esperanto. For example. Nice that, idea, that's but that's, good that, luck, that, you know. Yeah.
0: So, in Galicia,
2: you have that um, opportunity to have both languages in your culture. That's right. What about Catalonia? In Catalonia, in some of the places, they are imposing the Catalan above the Castilian or Spanish. So, that would be the root of the general
0: Spanish disappointment in Catalonia is, sure, they can be free, but they're taking it too far, becoming anti-Spanish.
2: You are taking the rewards off my mouth.
0: (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) Because I, you know, I'm always for the underdogs, and I'm kind of like, oh, good, you know, (laughs) the little group is having freedom and they're waving their flags. But a lot of my friends are upset with the Catalonians because there's, you could say, extremists in Catalan that are saying, we're not only wanting freedom for Catalan, we want to be anti-Spain. And unfortunately for Catalonian people, a lot of them are pro-Catalan, but they're not anti-Madrid.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. I I would say maybe being anti-Spain seems for me a bit extreme. To play devil's advocate. Right. Good. Just because I I think that this goes back to becoming, really it was a financial issue, and now it's become a much more emotional issue. And it's a shame. I think Madrid could have handled this better years ago.
0: The friends I have in, in Barcelona, they are sad because
1: they feel they are as pro-Catalan as anybody, but they see the the practicality of staying with Spain. Right. And it's kind of like the vote with Scotland when Cameron went to Scotland and said, look, yep. here's the financial reality yep. of walking away, and it's your choice. The vote was made, and they decided to stay. And unfortunately, that option's never been given. And, and, and so, the nature of
0: these votes is all or nothing, and it's too bad you can't have somewhere in the middle. Right, I think bottom line for travelers is it's absolutely safe. It's perfectly safe. Yeah. I was in Barcelona before and after these right. demonstrations, absolutely. and a lot of Americans were wigging out. And no, no you can. Go. It's a demonstration. That's the. It's an exercise of, of freedom. It's a. It's a healthy thing, right. and it's designed to get some headlines. But right. uh, you're not going to get yourself in any trouble. Our guests on Travel with Rick Steves are tour guides Nigel Mural and Jorge Roman. They introduce American visitors to their favorite things about Spain, and they're with us right now to help you get ready for a trip to España this year. Julie's calling from Dighton in Massachusetts. Uh, Julie, have you been thinking about Barcelona?
3: Yes, I'm going to Barcelona this summer for the first time, and I'm going with my family. Um, I have two kids. They're 9 and 11. And um, my question is kind of about um, bike paths. We like to rent bikes, and I'm wondering if there are any um, bike paths along the beach... And if so, like, which beaches that you might recommend, or is this even a thing there?
0: Okay, so Julie's going with her kids, 9 and 11 years old. Uh, Barcelona,
2: love to take a bike ride, love to see the beaches. Uh, Jorge? Actually, it's one of the easiest cities in uh, in Europe to ride a bike because you have trails all over the city, lots of rental bikes around, so you won't have any problem at all. And it's really safe to, to ride the bike over there.
0: And I was just there, and there's wonderful bike rental shops, one right by the uh, Santa Maria del Mar. What is That's the, right. And yeah, the that's the famous right. church in, yeah. in the... Um, Gothic section. In the Gothic section. Mm-hmm. The Elborn Church, the cathedral there, Santa Maria... Uh, Santa uh, del Mar. Del Mar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a, a block away, you rent the bike, they give you a little map, and within five minutes, you're on the promenade, you biking are. under modern art, That's right. and you're going out through the former industrial zone that was a wasteland, yeah. and now it's turned into these wonderful medley of little crescent-shaped beaches, mm-hmm. and yep. each one with its own personality. Be careful, Julie, one of the beaches, I believe, has less clothing than the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Be careful. <laughs> that sounds like fun, Julie. Great. Have a good time. Thank you. you. And Nancy's on the line from Fremont in California. Nancy, have you been thinking about uh, Spain?
4: Yes, I have. And my husband and I will be taking a trip in a couple of months for a little over two weeks. And uh, we're flying into Madrid. Uh, We want to go to Sevilla, Granada, Toledo. We want to go to Segovia. Um, And we will be going to Barcelona as well. My question and my concern is when I'm looking at the rail costs of the different trains, it looks very expensive. I'm looking at them, those are, I'm assuming, one-way charges. Uh, when I'm looking at round trips, I'm trying to weigh that against doing a rail pass, the Spain mm-hmm. rail pass. However, I also read that you have to make reservations. So you're paying for the rail pass. Plus, then I'm I'm a little not quite understanding. Then, do I need to contact the companies, the rail companies, and make reservations? Right. Well, the or... company
0: is you'll see in each city a, a Renfe office, right. R-E-N-F-E, and that's exactly. the national train line. And my understanding is that the AVE train, that's the super bullet train that'll Mm -hmm. connect Barcelona, Madrid, as fast as you could fly almost when you consider the trip out to the airport. And then from Madrid down to Cordoba and Sevilla, Mm -hmm. this is really efficient. It needs reservations and it charges more, I believe, at peak times and less at off-peak times. It can, exactly.
1: Uh, uh, It depends on how far in advance you buy the tickets as well.
0: So the, uh, the uh, wisdom for a lot of people is you can take the train faster than you can fly. On the other hand, I like flying from Barcelona to Granada or Sevilla because it just gets me down there in an hour. So think about that when you're, when you're putting your itinerary together. Also with a family, um, how many are in your group in total?
4: Uh, just my husband and I. Just two, two
0: of happens. you. Yeah, it's expensive. to. You don't need to rent a car. You can just take the train. And what are your thoughts, Jorge or, or Nigel, about a train pass versus point-to-point tickets?
2: It's not really worth to to buy the train pass, to be honest. If you buy tickets in advance, you get a good deal in the bullet train to go from Madrid to Sevilla and to Barcelona. So that's and a for...
0: very good point. Spain yep. is pretty aggressive, as is England and other countries, yep. about if you're a tourist that's going to go tomorrow, you're going to pay top dollar. That's if right. If you
1: can go online and mm-hmm. book it a month in advance, you'll be traveling for the same cost as the locals. Right, and depending on your schedule, and if your schedule changes, that allows you more flexibility, yeah. as Jorge suggest, If you book in advance. Yeah. Exactly, to book in advance, but at the same time, on your destinations, depending on where you want to go. Oh, I see. You can
0: go right. exactly where you want and when. But I think if your time is worth anything, it's really exciting to take that bullet train, the AVE. It's a beautiful experience, and you'll see how Spain is a leader in that kind of infrastructure.
2: And a little tip I just want to give is just uh, to buy the trains online. They sell them only with 50 days in advance, no further. No more than 50 days in advance. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go, Nancy.
4: Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for I your call. It. Have
0: fun. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Spain with Jorge Roman and Nigel Mural. Our phone number is 877 and Ed is thinking about Spain from Lake Frederick in Virginia. Ed, where are you thinking of going?
3: I've uh, been to Spain a number of times, but I'm taking a sort of a non-traditional trip this time, uh, a guided hiking trip to the island of Mallorca, which uh, I, I plan to come a lo- go in a little bit early and see some of the regular tourist things before we hit the trail, and I was looking to see if your guests there can enlighten me on some of the things I might want to... Uh, Pay attention to. Uh, I've done a little research and I've seen a few things that look interesting, such as the cathedral there in Palma, but uh, I didn't know if they had any other uh, guidance for other things I might want to pay attention to.
2: Mallorca. Mallorca is a very touristy destination, especially for Germans, so if you find that the local language is German instead of Spanish, don't get surprised about it. <laughs> i heard that. i uh, heard that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the ideal thing is, of course, in the city of Palma de Mallorca is the cathedral. Uh, magnificent, and if you hire a car, just try and get lost with your car. Just try to find a little beach in here, a tiny little town up in the villages, because, don't forget, the destination is sold for tourists, so they are just taking from the airport to the spot on the the beach, and believe it or not, the inland of Mallorca is still pretty wild. Very important tip, because the Europeans have this ability to land the beach like game
0: hens, Mm -hmm. just lined up on a skewer. they all turn over at the same time, working on their tan, and then they all go to the disco that night and something. But Ed's taking a guided hike, And he'll be enjoying the nature of Mallorca. Yeah, that's right. Which will have no hint of this German tourism.
2: So, they are walking tours in the city of Mallorca downtown. Believe it or not, they have um, renovated many of the streets around. They made the place very, very uh, Mm pedestrian-friendly. Not much traffic in the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, believe it or not, that keeps the tourists away. Only the locals are around there.
3: Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. One thing I did find out with my research there, I, it, it seems that uh, Mallorca is is sort of an outpost of Catalonia, uh, like like Barcelona. That that's sort of the primary language there, I believe. Is that is that correct? Catalonia is the
2: is the uh, Catalan. Sorry, yeah, is the uh, primary language over there. They also speak Spanish, of course. Historically, it was part of the Kingdom of Aragon. That was Catalonia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, yeah, it's the primary language. So I didn't realize that Majorca is part of Catalan, So you would have that flavor of the culture also let me just say a little here it's not part of catalan it's part of the old kingdom of aragon and that's part of the distorted history about everything that we're talking about the catalonian issue that's why we
0: need a guide when we go there to (laughs) understand these fine points very nice that's right ed thanks for your call and have a great time in majorca
3: okay thanks a lot rick
0: this is travel with rick steves we've been talking with jorge roman and nigel mural about spain you guys this has been really helpful because when people go to spain you can just go there tomorrow and have a great time but if you think and plan properly and if you put together a smart itinerary Mm -hmm. you'll spend less and you'll experience more absolutely Absolutely. that's right
2: gracias thank you thank you thank you very much indeed.
3: each year Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe one small group at a time this year you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations from Ireland to Greece and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.